we want to truly immerse the students in that language. We know through research that this is the closest thing that they can have aside from going to Spain and um, being a part of that culture. This is the IRSD Spotlight. Welcome to another episode of the IRSD Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mall, and today my guest is Audrey Carey, the Indian River School District Supervisor of Elementary Instruction. Welcome to the Spotlight, Audrey. Thank you for having me. Uh, our main topic today is going to be the District Spanish Immersion Program. But before we get to that, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background in education? Sure. Uh, before I came in, I was actually reflecting on my my pathway to where I am now, and it's really hard for me to believe that I am fast entering my 19th year in education. Um, it was in 1998 that I graduated from Salisbury University, and I had graduated early, thought about taking some time off to pay off some college loans when our uh, former assistant uh, Superintendent Gary Brittingham called me two weeks prior to school starting and asked me to teach a small reading group and a basic skills class at Long Neck Elementary. Uh, since that time, I have taught grades first through fifth grade as a reading teacher, as a classroom teacher. I've um, mostly worked with grades first and second. And then, um, and that work was done through Long Neck Elementary and Georgetown Elementary. And then I've served as the district test coordinator. I've worked in, to train um, new Indian River School District teachers as a district lead mentor. Uh, I've been the director of uh, Project Village, which is our, mm -hmm. our preschool program, which has led me into my current role as supervisor of elementary instruction. Now, how would you describe the transition from classroom teacher to administrator? How, how much of a challenge was that? Teaching is the hardest job <laughs> that I have ever held. Um, I believe that all teachers set out to be exemplar teachers, and that is a, a large task. Um, you have to continually perfect your craft of teaching, implement strong, engaging, differentiated lessons daily, and then at the same time, think about those students and know that they have needs that far surpass your classroom walls. So. Um, when transitioning to an administrator, I, I really believe, just like um, I think that all Indian River School District administrators have this belief, that we're still teachers first. We think about how these initiatives will impact our classrooms and the teachers and students with them in them. I now have the opportunity to see initiatives that were just an idea implemented in a way that exceeds expectations because of the commitment of outstanding um, community of educators that we have in the Indian River School District. You were also a participant in the district's first administrator development program, uh, which is a, a program that grooms classroom teachers to eventually become school-level administrators and district-level administrators. What was that experience like? I actually had the pleasure of participating in the first cohort for, as we finally call it, the ADP program. Uh, and when I began my career in education, my only thought was to be the best teacher that I could be. Uh, I started to take on some roles as a, a leader in my building and 
still thinking that's where I was very content and happy until um, uh, the principal at the time, Bryce Reed, he's now at Sussex Central High School, saw some leadership potential in me and I was able to participate in the AD program where I had the opportunity to learn about the Indian River School District as a whole. Each department, finance, personnel, instruction, um, presented and I learned from them. We worked on leadership projects. I was able to try and protect, perfect my leadership <laughs> skills. Um, and then this program afforded me the opportunity to, to grow my own skill set uh, and also find my passion that it was certainly instruction. And if I was going to go into an administrative field, that's where it would be. So you didn't really have any designs on being an administrator when you first got into education. This is something that just came about, and when you got involved in the ADP program, that sort of you kind of realized that's what you wanted to do. Correct. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I um, I think that it's really important that we have a program like this because a lot of teachers, I believe, go in with that same belief. They go in to teach and do the best job, and to have these mentors that say to you and come to you and kind of give you a, a hand up to say we see something in you has been uh, an extremely rewarding experience. And our, and our public should know that is an award-winning program and many, many people, classroom teachers, people who started as classroom teachers have gone through ADP and are now administrators in the district. So that's a that's really a big deal. Um, now, Audrey, uh, you're also a graduate of the Indian River School District and your mother was a teacher here for many many years does that give you a certain sense of pride now i absolutely take great pride in the fact that i have received my early education in the indian river school district and i'm a proud graduate of sussex central high school the pride though i think not only comes from receiving an excellent education but knowing that indian river is far far more than just a district but a community later as you mentioned mm -hmm. um, the most rewarding part of my teaching career happened to be that I was able to teach next to my mother who taught over 30 years as a special education teacher. At Were Jewish you in Town the same Island. school? Yes. Wow. So she had them in kindergarten and yeah. then I had them in first grade. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so as a child, I saw the students she would bring home and feed at the dinner table and the summers where she spent advancing her education. And then later as a teacher, I saw the skilled teacher that she was and the advocate that she was for our needy students in our district. And now I take additional pride that my own children attend East Millsboro Elementary and the Southern Delaware School of the Arts. So knowing that the work that I do each day improves that education is extremely rewarding. And it also pushes me to strive for the best education for all of our students. That's great. That's great. Um, now, as the, uh, as the supervisor of elementary instruction, one of your duties is to oversee the district Spanish immersion program. Now, can you just give us a brief overview of the program? And this... Uh, well, I will tell you, this is my favorite topic to talk about. I talk about it everywhere that I can, um, at the ball fields, on the phone with parents. We do a lot of parent nights uh, and just a lot of press around this because it's an amazing program. So the uh, Spanish Immersion Program uh, actually started as a governor's initiative. And he recognized that we in Indian River across Delaware was, we were graduating students academically ready. But when we put them against their global peers, they 
we're often missing something because of just their lack of being having one language. So the program is structured that they would begin in kindergarten and we enroll about 45 students. Uh, and we take those students, of course, we divide them in half, um, almost like an AM and a PM class. And they stay with this cohort from kindergarten to fifth grade. We mix them a little bit as the years go by. But they stay in this cohort first and foremost because after the first grade, their language skills are so advanced that it's hard to add any additional students to the program. But in this program, um, they begin with um, a half day from an English teacher that teaches them in um, English. They're taught their English language arts and their social studies. And then the second half of the day is taught by a Spanish teacher and they are instructed uh, in the core curriculums for math and uh, science. Now, just to just to be clear, there is on, on that Spanish part of the day. They speak all Spanish in the classroom for that entire half of the day, right? That's the only language that's spoken during the instructional part of it. Absolutely, they're yeah. often um, until they get a little older, they can kind yeah. of figure it out. Yeah. But for the most part, they believe that their teacher does not know any English, mm -hmm. and this is done uh, for a variety of reasons. One because we want to truly immerse the students in that language. We know through research that this is the closest thing that they can have aside from going to Spain and um, being a part of that culture. So they're instructed um, in math and I, I also need to say that the focus of this program is to teach them content first. Mm -hmm. Language just happens to be an additional benefit. And that happens through the Immersion, so to speak. Correct. Yeah. So the teachers that we hire um, have to be trained in elementary education and have special um, or exceptional knowledge in math and science. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, have an advanced um, language set for teaching our, our students Spanish. So these students remain in that kind of same structure all the way until fifth grade where you know they they will be proficient meaning they can read it write it speak it mm -hmm. and then in middle school they will begin additional classes um, Spanish um, social studies and a literacy Spanish in ninth grade they will take the advanced placement test and then uh, even selecting an additional language so our students can graduate knowing three languages. Mm -hmm. um, the goals of the program, just to let you know, are that we provide them with an advanced level language skill, that they do have a rich academic environment, and that they're also very sensitive to those from different cultures. Now, you mentioned this is a, a governor's initiative. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important for students to be bilingual? Well, having a proficiency in an additional language will better prepare our students not only for the global economy but also for job markets. And we think of our students that whatever job career that they choose, that they now have that academic but also an additional level 
uh, layer of language from being a doctor that knows two languages or a construction worker that we not only have given them the the pathway to success to do it in our community or globally as we mentioned is extremely rewarding and exciting mm-hmm. um, our students from indian river will graduate academically ready as i mentioned and now have a gift of a language which is something that um, gives, I know, our district great pride. Now, how long um, has the district offered the Spanish Immersion Program? And I guess more importantly, where is it being offered right now? The the program uh, was implemented about five years ago, and I am very thankful for at that time, we had a lot of research on the benefits of having students with, um, or graduating with multiple languages, but we had a board of education and a superintendent that said, based upon this research and our community, we know this is a good fit for our, our students. Uh, and we also saw, as I mentioned, not only the language part, but just the research and academics. Uh, and lately, we've been tracking those students and their data, I have to mention, and it's really, really exciting yeah, to great. see how well they are performing. Yeah. So um, we started the program about five years ago, first beginning at John M. Clayton um, in kindergarten. And after that first year, we had uh, additional school, East Millsboro graduate, or um East Millsboro asked to have a program as well. That way we have two pathways leading into both of our high schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though this is a K through five program, I like to think that it's a K through 12 program in the Indian River School District because we're bringing back language for all students and that's something they can all benefit from. But we at John and Clayton have grades kindergarten, first, second, third, and next year will be fourth grade. And at East Millsboro, they're a year behind. Mm -hmm. So we have kindergarten, first, and second, and those students will be going into third. Mm -hmm. And this, right now, we're getting ready to have those those kindergarten registration where we're hoping to enroll a new cohort of students in kindergarten that is uh, pretty much the only time that the students can come into the program Mm -hmm. unless those students already have the language and academic skills from maybe out of state that might um, be able to join the program. But those kindergarten students were going to enroll mm-hmm. um, and they can do that through school choice. I have to say um, that the program, because there is limited space, there are 45 and these programs are within the school. Mm-hmm. So parents still have that option of whether they want to participate or not. Mm-hmm. But if they would like to pre- participate because there's limited slots, we do have a lottery. Okay. And just to be clear on one aspect too, um, it's just for kindergarten students, correct? Correct. Okay, gotcha. Um, now, if a parent is interested um, mm-hmm. at this point, uh, you know, I want to get my kid into this program for next year. What what does the parent have to do at this point uh, to hopefully make that happen? We do have um, several immersion what we call tours or open house. Mm -hmm. This is a program that I can describe to you all day long and you Mm -hmm. can read about, but seeing Mm -hmm. is really believing. Mm -hmm. And we want parents to have the opportunity to come in, uh, see the program for themselves, understand it. Because not only is it a student commitment, but it is an equal commitment on the parents' part. Parents need to understand for this program to work that it is a K through five program, and that those children need to be, uh, you know, remain in that cohort for the benefit of all kids. 
And there will be times because it's a very different mindset of learning that you need to have a community of parents. Um, you're working with your administrators, working with myself, that we can work together to make sure that you understand it. Um, and that this is the program for your child. So the best way to learn about it, besides reading and looking on our district website um, about the program, is to come in and see it. We do have open houses, both at John M. Clayton and East Millsboro. Mm -hmm. Appointments are not necessary, but there are time structured, and you'll come in, you'll have a chance to see the program in action with the students um, speaking. We do take parents mostly into the kindergarten. Mm -hmm. uh, we're thinking about later expanding that, and we do for our other parents uh, that are already in the program, but to mm -hmm. see those amazing uh, second and third graders right now mm -hmm. is, is is something very rewarding but come in uh, see the, the the students in action and you'll have a chance to ask questions I've uh, I can say I've been in those rooms many times and it is a it's a fun experience to actually see those kids in there speaking Spanish and, and that type of thing it's really really a neat experience so I I can vouch for what Audrey's saying I do encourage you to go take a look if you can <laughs> and we've had some wonderful visitors yeah. um, yourself uh, we have, uh, even next week, several of the surrounding school districts are coming in to view the program, mm -hmm. thinking about implementing it in their district as well. Mm -hmm. We've had um, Governor Markell come. Mm -hmm. We have also had WBOC visit. Yeah, that's terrific. <laughs> that's terrific. And those open houses are going to be scheduled for May 4th and 5th at both John M. Clayton and East Millsboro Elementary Schools. Now, one question that I do have when we talk about, uh, especially the group of kids at John M. Clayton who are now... Um, have moved along, they've been in the program a few years. How well do those kids speak Spanish right now? They are very, very impressive. I was working, um, you know, with a couple of the students, and it's really interesting. I, I happened to walk in when they were on um, a break, and they decided to sit with me, and how naturally that they speak Spanish. Not even, and I have to tell you, I do not speak Spanish, so, but when I sat down with them, I asked them questions in English, and without even thinking about it, they're replying in Spanish. Yeah. Um, we also, at John M. Clayton, they had a spelling bee not too long ago, and one of the winners of the spelling bee was one of our immersion students. So to think that, again, these students are not only excelling in the Spanish language, but that they're, they're excelling academically on the English side is mm -hmm. very impressive to see them do group work and where they're in conversations with one another and just naturally speaking Spanish. Uh, I am very thrilled. Our third graders this year will be taking a test online uh, for uh, and it's through, offered through the Delaware Department of Education just to let us know what level they are in proficiency in Spanish. That's terrific. Do you think that they could be, you know, by the time, say, for instance, they do it all the way through the fifth grade and go into the middle school, is it possible they could be fluent in Spanish by the time they leave elementary Our school? Our goal is fifth grade. Yeah. Um, and parents often ask the number one question I get is, okay, by fifth grade, we know that they've had it every single day for you know over four hours mm -hmm. and but will they lose it after mm -hmm. fifth grade 
Absolutely not. Because again, this is true or the closest thing we can come to immersion where they are immersed in this language. They read it, write it, and speak it. Our students, even beginning in kindergarten, write uh, and speak in Spanish. That's terrific. Um, <laughs> That's great. Um, the, I guess the next step, if a, if a parent um, comes in, takes the tour, is really interested, what is the next step? Is there, do they have to file a school choice application? And what are, what, what are I guess my question is, um, what, what paperwork do they need to file and when do they need to have it filed? Um, the first thing that they need to do is register for kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Uh, at their home school. At correct. their home school, thank you. Mm-hmm. So they're going to register uh, at their home school and at that time, the school secretaries who are wonderful advocates mm-hmm. for this program as well, will ask you if you're interested and provide you with a school choice form. So you're asked to fill out both the kindergarten registration form and the immersion school choice. Uh, even though, and sometimes that can be a little bit confusing to parents because they're wondering if that's my school, why am I filling out a school choice? But it is because it is kind of a, a, a well, it is a separate program that has mm-hmm. this lottery system. So they're encouraged to fill out both. Uh, and then after May 15th, we, we hold the lottery. Parents are usually notified in June. Okay, that's that's great. That's great. And just to pass along the open house information, on May 4th, uh, Spanish immersion tours will be offered at East Millsboro Elementary School from 9 to 9.30 a.m. and 9.40 to 10 to 10.10 a.m. Uh, and also on the same day at John M. Clayton Elementary from 1.30 to 2 p.m. and 2 to 2.30 p.m. On May 5th, John M. Clayton will host tours from 9.15 to 9.45 and 9.50 to 10.20. East Millsboro will offer tours from 1 to 1.30 p.m. and 1.30 to 2 p.m. And as Audrey said earlier, no appointment is necessary. Um, Audrey, we're just about out of time. Thank you so much for being our guest in the spotlight today. It's been great learning about this wonderful program. Thank you. It's been great being here. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of IRSD Spotlight. New podcasts will be posted periodically throughout the school year. To access these, visit irsd.net and go to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.